Do you believe in a higher world beyond this material realm in which we currently live? Do you believe in spirits and angels and that it's possible to communicate with and hear from such beings when you need comfort, help or guidance in your life? Do you believe in the power of mind and of the human spirit and that the universe in which we live is far more magical and fantastic than we have been led to believe? If so, you're not alone, and in this podcast we will endeavor to talk about some of these subjects and answer some of the questions that many ask but fail to get answers for. I'm Paul James Caden, and this is The Journey into Spiritualism. Blessings one and all, and welcome to Journey into Spiritualism. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's show, I want to talk to you about prayer without words and manifestation. In the last podcast, we talked about our spirituality being something that we do, not just something that we believe or give mental assent to. We talked about the doing of our spirituality as working very purposefully with our own mind, our own thoughts, and the growth of our own soul. And part of the working with our mind is realizing and divesting ourselves of these thoughts and programs that have been instilled in us by our parents, the educational system, religious organizations, our peers, society, and the world at large. And what happens when we start to do that and work with our own thoughts, our own minds, the growth and maturity of our own souls on purpose, not just something magical that happens, as most people who have the belief or the mental assent in their spirituality, this is what I believe, this is correct, and that is all I need. They expect that there's going to be this change from the outside in that God or spirit will make the change for them. But this is something that none of the ancients taught or believed in any religious system, whether it be Buddhism, whether it be Christianity, whether it be Islam or Sufism. The ancients always taught there is effort, purposeful effort, to be done here. It's not just something that happens. That interchange isn't just something that happens all by itself. And so we talked about in the last show that when we start to do that purposeful working with our own thoughts, our own minds, the growth of our own soul, that we do realize that there are all these 
thoughts and beliefs and mental programs that were unloading and getting rid of. And we realized that those things were never really us, but rather an idea that someone gave us or programmed us with or told us was the truth or told us this is the way we need to act or do certain things or react to certain situations in our lives. And we begin to realize that sometimes you look and say, this isn't the way that I would necessarily react. This is the way maybe my mother or my father or my best friend or whomever reacted to these kinds of situations in life. And I'm taking on their personality. I'm taking on their outlook. I'm taking on their reaction. Because they always told me that whatever it is that they're reacting to is bad, is evil, is harmful. It's something to be afraid of, whatever the case may be. So we start running on these programs. And we all have a lot of programs running in the background on autopilot. Just dictating the way that we live our lives. And they affect the way that we feel, the way that we act, the way that we think even the way we feel physically many times. And so when we start to get rid of all of these programs, we notice how much better we feel mentally, physically, spiritually. But then something else happens when we're so much more clear in our minds and in our thinking. We start to hear much more clearly the voice of the divine, the voice of spirit, when it speaks to us. We receive and act upon those inspirations much more quickly without questioning them or putting them under the microscope of what we know or what we think we know or what we've been taught all of our lives. And we spoke in the last show about this being true spiritualism. Because what is spiritualism? It's hearing from spirit. It's hearing from God, from the angels, from departed loved ones. And when the mind is clear and we're receiving this information so much more easily and clearly, we don't have to sit down and go into some kind of trance state in order to hear the voice of spirit it's just something we do naturally and isn't that what all of the great sages of the past taught as well we didn't see people like jesus sitting down and saying okay i'm going to now tell you what the father is saying uh everyone just be quiet around the uh, campfire tonight uh while i go into trance and start to channel no, he just said it. It was readily available. He heard it at a moment's notice. 
and all the great sages and saints did the same thing throughout the various religious traditions. But yet in our day and age, we think we have to go through all of these mental and spiritual gymnastics. We got to open up the chakras and go into a trance and, you know, do all these uh, things in order to open up and really receive what spirit is telling us. But hearing from spirit should be a natural part of our lives because what we are is a spiritual being. That is who and what we are at our at the core level and at the greatest level of reality, we are spiritual beings. We came from spirit, we will return to spirit. But we let all this physical stuff and trappings and programmings of the physical world interfere with how we hear. And when we start to remove all of that, we hear a lot more clearly, a lot more often. And now we also talked about when that starts to happen, the idea of prayer begins to change for us. And this happens to a lot of people that are mindful that practice meditation and or metaphysics, that eventually they all come to a place where verbal prayer is just something that they don't do anymore. It becomes what they call mental prayer, or connecting to God, or connecting to the divine spirit, mind to mind, thought to thought, and how do they do that? Sometimes just by feeling what it is that they want to say, rather than turning to God and saying, oh God, I love you, they look to God and just feel that feeling of love for God. And that is enough. It is a transfer thought to thought, mind to mind, spirit to spirit. And many of the great saints and metaphysicians of our time say they feel that thought or that emotion reciprocated. I just turn to the divine spirit with love and I feel that love return to me. I don't ask God, oh God, I need this in my life. Uh, please give me this item or money. I need to pay the rent. But rather they just turn toward God within with that feeling that God knows what they need and he will provide it. He cares for them. He will take care of them. They're confident of his goodness and of his abundance. And then, generally, I would say eight times out of ten, what they need is manifested. It just comes to them and they didn't say a word they only looked to the divine spirit which is within them and all around them in the universe with that feeling and with that intention and it was done and we talked about in the last show how 
All of us have had that experience where we needed an answer to a problem or there was something we needed to obtain in our lives. And we said to ourselves, gee, you know, I need to sit down and take this to God in prayer. But before we even got to that moment of prayer, what we needed came to us. And how we sat there and said, gee, that was interesting. All I did was have the idea, the thought of what I needed and what I was going to take to God in prayer. But it was very strong. This is what I need. This is what I need to take to God. This is, uh, you know, what my uh, my need is right now. And I feel, I feel like He's going to hear me. I feel like He's going to help me when I bring this to Him in prayer. And so, before we even say a word, the answer comes, or the item comes. or the money comes, whatever it might be. Now, these are not happy accidents, even though uh, sometimes we think they are. When I've had these things happen in my life, I've often sat back and said, gee, there's got to be something to this. Anytime I have that feeling of just laser point concentration, and I know there's something that I need. There's a need in my life that needs to be met, and I'm going to take it to the Divine Spirit in prayer, and I know something's going to happen. I know that dam is going to break. The answer is going to come. Whenever I have that that kind of laser focus in my mind, the answer has always come before I even said a physical word. And this takes us back to the verse in the, the Bible that says, God knows what we need before we even ask. And this is something that many metaphysicians over the centuries have said. We don't have to necessarily petition God with the sounds that come from the vibration of the vocal cords. It's thought. It's intention. It's the expectation and faith and emotion that we have in that laser-focused moment of turning our desires over to God, and he hears, and he knows, and he answers. But see, here we have more programming from the world around us, because many times the religious institutions, particularly those in the fundamentalist arena, tell us that such, thing, such things are occult and that we shouldn't do them or practice them because they're evil. Occultists and magicians do these kind of things. Uh, religious people or believers in God do not. But yet it's very interesting how those same voices who give us this kind of programming 
And so that even in our lives, when we have those moments where we stumble into those moments of mental prayer and the answer comes so quickly, we're dumbfounded and we sit there and say, boy, there's got to be something to this. You know, that was just incredible. And there's a lot of people that have had that experience. They say that was, that, that was the, the oddest thing and it just felt so right, just having that intention. I felt like I had this connection with God and the answer came. But then we, we second guess it, we question it. We say, well, maybe I, that's something I shouldn't get into because, you know, uh, that's supposed to be the occult. That's supposed to be from the devil. Uh, maybe the answer came from a not so good source. And over the years, I've heard a lot of people say that. That they've stumbled into those moments and they've thought about it and maybe thought this was uh, a way that they should revolutionize their way of prayer. But then they thought the better of it because, well, isn't that occultic? And maybe I got that thing that I needed. Maybe I got that need met. Uh, but maybe it wasn't God that met it. Maybe it was something else. So see how we talk ourselves out of all of this because of the programming that's been put in our minds by religious people and religious institutions. But yet here again, the ancients have always taught this truth. The Buddhists have practiced it for years. And I once saw an interview with a Buddhist monk, and the interviewer asked him, do you pray? And he said, well, I don't pray in the traditional sense as you would think of it in the West, but rather when I'm in meditation. Right before I end my time of meditation, I make this kind of a wish within myself, but not in words. I just kind of visualize and feel what it is that I want. I feel the joy, I feel the happiness, I feel the gratitude. And then I just turn that thought over to the universe. And I remember the interviewer asking him, well, do those wishes come true that you make in meditation? And the Buddhist monk said to him, yes, most times they do. So an ancient truth that we've really been deprived of, and the sad thing is, particularly when it comes to Christianity and the Bible, and, and, and this is a true but very sad fact, that in the translations of the Bible over the years, and you, you can go back and look some of this up, how there were leaders in the church who changed the wording of certain verses from the original Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic, or edited out certain lines, verses, words, or sentences. And some of these people have been known to say things like, we can't leave that in there because then the people will think that they have power. And they said things like, 
we can't leave that in there because then they'll have no need of us. They will think they have their own direct communication with God. Now, folks, that is a fact and a reality, and it is a sad one. That the people and the institutions that most people put all of their faith and trust in have done things and edited things out of the Bible itself over the centuries and taught things over the centuries to make you and I feel like we don't have power, like we don't have a direct communication line with the divine, and to make us feel like we needed to be dependent upon them. And that is a crime when you really think about it. And one of the things I want to share with you right now is really this whole truth we're talking about in this podcast about prayer without words and manifestation. The power of our thoughts and our intentions. And we want to read from John in the, the, the Bible, the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 23 through 24. Now, if you're not a, a religious person, that's okay, because I just want you to pay attention to this, because we're going to read something from the Bible that we have today, and then we're going to read from the original Aramaic that Jesus spoke and see what he actually said, because this ancient truth that we've talked about in this podcast is clearly laid out. And so John 16, verse 23 through 24, in the Standard Bible, it reads, and in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, and, and that, even that is interesting wording, in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray to the Father for you. So if we look in the original Aramaic, this is what that verse actually says. And it's interesting to note that the wording has been changed, but there have also been two sentences in John 16 verse 23 and 24, that have been edited out of the passage. Because in the original Aramaic, those words read, All things that you ask straightly, directly, from inside my name, 
you will be given. So far you have not done this. Ask without hidden motive and be surrounded by your answer. Be enveloped by what you desire that your gladness be full. Now think about that. Listen to that because there is that mental, emotional intent and feeling that we're putting forth to the Divine Spirit. Ask without hidden motive and be surrounded by your answer. Be enveloped by what you desire, that your gladness be full. So in essence, it is telling us, telling us to be enveloped by what we desire, to feel as if it is already a reality. Now you can't do that with physical words. You can't do that by physical or material means. It is a mental process. Focusing on what it is that we desire and feeling as if it were already done. Feeling the joy, feeling the happiness, feeling the peace of mind, knowing that the universe, that God has our back. Now put there what was said in the original Aramaic with what is written in the book of Mark when Jesus said, Have faith in God. When you pray, believe that you receive and you will have whatever you ask. Well, how do we believe that we receive what we ask? Well, that is something we do within ourselves. True faith, then, would be surrounding or enveloping ourselves with the answer, with the thing that we desire. Feeling as if it were already a reality, and then the mountain will move. The prayer will be answered. The thing will come. The thing will manifest. We have all kind of ideas out of religious institutions on what faith is. And most of the time, unfortunately, it is defined as just that. Oh, what is your faith? Do you have faith? What is your faith? Well, I'm a, I'm a Methodist. Oh, what is your faith? Well, I'm a Muslim. What is your faith? Well, I'm a Buddhist or I'm a whatever. So we bring faith down once again to mental assent. What are you mentally assenting to as your belief, as your faith? But if we really get into what many of the ancients taught and what Jesus spoke of in these verses, faith is a mental process, or you could say a mental force. It is turning to God with that intent, feeling grateful, knowing 
that you're loved, knowing that you're going to be provided for, and you don't even have to say a word. And this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen, that many of us have stumbled into in our lives, where we just had that feeling. I'm going to take this to God in prayer, and I know the answer is going to come. This is the breakthrough time, that money I need, that thing I want, that need that I have to have met. I just feel the dam is going to break, and it's coming. And just by having that feeling, isn't that surrounding and enveloping ourselves in what we desire? We already feel it. The answer's coming. I know it's going to happen. I know this time of darkness I'm in right now is coming to an end, and it is coming to an end soon. We just feel it. And we have that urge to go into prayer. But before we even do that, before we even say a word, just having that feeling, just that faith, just that enveloping and surrounding ourselves with what it is we desire, it happens. So it is not the words, the physical words, the vibration of the vocal cords saying, Oh God, I need. Oh universe, I need. It's the thought and the intention and the emotion connected to that thought desire, and intention. If you can truly feel it as if it has already been done and you know it's coming, the rain is going to fall, the harvest is going to come, it will come, and it usually does when we stumble into those moments. But yet we always tell ourselves, I've said it and I've known so many other people that have said it, I wish I could repeat that. I wish I could do on purpose those moments where I just have that thought, have that feeling, have that intention, and poof, there it is. Effortlessly. I wish I could do that all the time. Well, I think the good news is that we can, and the even better news is that we're supposed to. This is what prayer is supposed to be. This idea of intention, of putting our thoughts out to the universe or to God in prayer, in meditation, it is a very old, ancient truth and teaching. But in our modern world, and especially here in the West, we've lost that truth. Because everything has to be done according to the programs we've been programmed with and the things we're supposed to give mental assent to. Everything else is wrong, everything else is evil, everything else is a cult, and we have to get away from that mindset. Because remember, you are a spiritual being. 
you have certain abilities that are latent within you. And you connect to the spirit world through your thoughts, through your mind, through your intentions, through your soul, your spirit, thought energy. You know, if you go and you study near-death experiences, people that have been out of the body and said that they were somewhere else, there are many, many accounts in the near-death experience. And some of these people, uh, you know, they flatlined and they were dead for a very long time. Some of them were actually taken to the morgue. That was, you know, they were done. But somehow they came back and, and medical science can't explain how these people were clinically dead for that long, revived and didn't have brain damage, internal organ damage. They can't explain it. But whether these people were dead for 10 seconds, 10 minutes, half hour, an hour, whatever it might have been, many of them said the same thing. In that place, which they believed was heaven, they saw their loved ones and they said, we didn't communicate by moving our mouth and our lips like we do here on earth. We communicated mind to mind, thought to thought. And many of them have come back with the information that whatever you think there happens. So if you're standing in a field, I remember the one illustration, there was a, a man who was a doctor and he ended up having a heart attack and he flatlined. He was uh, dead for, you know, X amount of time, clinically dead. And I remember, uh, you know, his his story where he, he talked about, you know, we communicate mind to mind and everything in heaven, everything there on the other side is done through thought. He said, and I remember him saying, for instance, you could be standing in a beautiful field and looking, you know, up at this majestic mountain in the distance and just think to yourself, Man, I'd really like to be standing on the top of that mountain, you know, overlooking the field from up there. And as soon as you think it, at that moment, you are on top of the mountain. So to think is to do. So if the people that have had near-death experiences, and many of them came back and said, we, we communicate mind to mind, we don't move our mouths and talk like we do here on earth, and uh, what you think is what happens. It's what you do. Many say, well, I was there, I was talking to my grandmother, and I suddenly had the thought, I'd like to see my mother. Where's my mother? My, ma my mother passed away 30 years ago. I, I miss her so much. And suddenly, there is the mother. The mother hears, the mother comes. The mother hears the thought. So if that's the way things operate in the world of spirit, everything happens by thought, then how much more should we be focusing on that here in this world because we are spiritual beings in a physical body? And for centuries, the great sages and saints have told us about the power of our thoughts and our intentions. 
but somehow in the modern world it's become a cult or new age and oh we shouldn't do that we shouldn't mess with that but yet this is the very way that heaven itself operates and so shouldn't we communicate with God with angels with loved ones the same way through our thought through our intention and I think when we really ponder all of this we really are going to start waking up to a great truth that perhaps many of us have known we've read about it we've heard about it we've said things about it oh we got to watch our thoughts we got to watch our intentions but have we really gotten down to the nitty-gritty to say hey wait a minute this is the key to opening up communicating with hearing from and even bringing into our physical reality the assistance of God and the world of spirit. We're so busy bowing our heads and saying words, sending vibrations out into the air around us, and most of those prayers are very formulaic. Again, there's that programming. They taught us how to pray. Say this. When you say, when you pray, say it this way. Form it this way. Say it in this particular way or say this particular prayer. And we've spent so much time doing that that our true spiritual faculties have withered and become in, have become weak because we don't use them anymore the way that we're supposed to. And so maybe it's time that we stop stumbling into these moments where we have these thoughts and these intentions and these good feelings about life and God and I know everything's going to be okay and the answer is coming. And it does. Maybe we need to stop stumbling into all of that and start doing that on purpose. Because the ancients have done it for centuries. It's what Jesus told us to do in the ancient, uh, in the original Aramaic. And if I'm not mistaken, Emperor Constantine was one of the people who said that these particular sentences or verses should be changed or edited, or the people will feel that they have some kind of power. I do think that, that he said that regarding those verses that we just read in this podcast today. So we need to start to take our power back. We need to stop stumbling into those moments of clarity and those moments of things just flowing so wonderfully that we feel, man, what a good day. And I really felt like the blessings of God were with me today. We need to stop just stumbling into those every once in a while by accident and doing it on purpose.
So I hope you got something out of this podcast today. And again, I appreciate you listening. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, be good to one another. And I'll see you next time here on The Journey.